0: wanted to take a break from a lot of the comic book stuff I've been talking about, uh, MCU stuff, DC stuff, any of that thing, any of those things. I talk a lot about that in my entries, and even though I, I love it and I'm passionate about it, I'm also just, I, I love, you know, filmography, I love movies, I love good storytelling. So I really like to try to emphasize a lot of that um, when I do these entries, which is why I have a laundry list of about 30 films that I've been watching that I've all come out within the last year or so, even some old ones that I'm kind of just revisiting that I'm like, I would love to do an entry about this. I just kind of, they're just on this list waiting for me to get back on the horse with things. But I really do want to stick with the the TV show stuff I've been doing. And I only have about maybe this one and two other ones that I want to do. And if I'm able to get those done, I'll be a happy person. So just stepping back into the MCU world for a couple more minutes i want to talk about miss marvel uh this show came out as part of phase four it's only six episodes it's meant to be the sort of other show that's leading into the captain marvel sequel which is coming out uh which is going to be called the marvels being released next year and that's going to incorporate captain marvel miss marvel and somebody else that i can't think of the name off the top of my head but she was introduced it's uh the character the 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 actress who played the character carol danvers no not carol danvers the other one um rambo something rambo the actress who plays rambo who got powers in wandavision is also part of it so it's like a trill it's like a three superhero um film that's meant to encompass the Marvels, be, being those three characters. Um, and then we're meant to see the return of Captain Marvel, Brie Lawson, played by Carol Danvers. Now, talking about just Miss Marvel, as a kind of, you know, introductory story for us to this character, she is... I, I don't want to say she's vastly new. I want to say she's definitely... Um, only been around since the 90s i want to say maybe even more recent than that i might be wrong i want to say late 90s early 2000 but i might be wrong she might be more she might be more recent than that and i do like the the inclusion of her um simply because i think she's a really interesting character i like the idea when they incorporate more teenagers who have these powers and They're kind of showing the... Just the introduction of more characters in Marvel is something I really appreciate. So, you have this character, Miss Marvel. You have what is meant to be the, um, I guess, origin of her powers. Even though, essentially, what they're doing in the MCU is deriving completely away from what her powers actually are in the comics. Which in the comics she has the exact same powers as Mr. Fantastic. I just can't remember how she actually got them, but in this show she has these powers that are given to her by this bracelet that has some sort of connection to the 10 rings and then it gives her these this ability to kind of manipulate light. And then she sort of has the ability to make large hands out of light and can make her body larger out of light and all that kind of stuff to kind of still incorporate her comic origins. Now, I know it's gotten a lot of backlash for not being 100% to what her character is in the comics. However, I'm going to say, you know, to be fair, they probably came up with the idea of incorporating her and what her storyline would be for two reasons. One, this was probably planned way before they bought Fox out and got the Fantastic Four back, and they probably just thought we would never be able to get Reed Richards, and we probably don't have the rights to do those powers, because Fox owns Reed Richards and the stretching powers and capabilities, so let's just do it so we can avoid all that. And two, probably because it makes more sense for the story. The more characters you have incorporated into whatever this is meant to be leading into, whatever the multiverse saga is meant to portray, you're probably getting a lot more if you rewrite her her origin story to reflect th- whatever it is they're trying to build with these amulets, with whatever they built with the Ten Rings at the very end of that film, whatever they built with this over the course of the whole season, and... It just makes more sense writing-wise. Then again, maybe this, maybe it all worked out because now they own Fox, and they probably also don't want two people with similar powers, even though they're okay with having like 15 different Ironmen. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I don't see the the big issue with having two people with stretch powers. But I'm gonna lean more towards they're writing themselves into corners because they have to make the storyline make sense because they don't have every character. They don't. They they just don't. And we keep seeing the introductions of new characters, but even the tr- introduction of new characters are still relatively downplaying a lot of what their actual characters are in their their comic book orientations. But I digress away from that topic. What they have done with Ms. Marvel is really good. It's entertaining. I appreciated every episode, and I thought every episode was a fair amount of quirkiness, a fair amount of um, enjoyable. Like, I really didn't feel that anything was slightly unnecessary. Um, I do do feel that there is a lack of appreciation between how they just kind of introduced the clandestines and then sort of killed them all off. Which I don't know if that's even 100% what happened. Maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. I don't 100% know. What I do know is that's a little unfortunate. You know, I think I read an article not too long ago about how there's this unfortunate thing that um, Marvel's doing and that's just, you know, introducing these people that are meant to have bigger kind of stories and just sort of getting rid of them let alone just the people they're getting rid of. Let's also just talk about how they're introducing all of these people who are now apparently part of the universe, and they're immortal. I read a whole article about that, too. This this concept of immortality they're introducing, where you have the Eternals, who have been around for thousands of years, don't help anybody, but apparently they were told not to, but they don't help anybody. Then you have the Clandestines, which were established as being around for at least 100 years, maybe a little more, 200 years, And they just met the one lady who was able to kind of help them, I guess. I I don't remember exactly what the whole story arc of that was when it came to how long they had been on Earth or in this dimension. But it's just the introduction of all of these long-living characters is kind of causing continuity errors. And when you're introducing all of these other superheroes into the world, you're leaving it open to the idea that maybe people know about characters in in these other parts of the world, or maybe they don't, you know? Like, I don't know exactly what the level of knowledge is in comparison to everybody, you know? I mean, I guess I can spoil it now because the show's already over, but the season ends with a little end-credit sequence where um, she doesn't... Of course, um, uh, Kamala Khan doesn't know the powers of the bracelet all that well, so she, like sneezes or something i forget how it happens like something gets glitchy and then she automatically changed places with captain marvel and captain marvel like flies into her room and breaks her like closet so i i know that there's some kind of connection with that as well as just the continuity of just you know captain marvel has been around at this point 40 years you know and we were just kind of discovering her now because she's floating out in the galaxy well, if she's floating out in the galaxy, the Guardians must have known about her. There's been two Guardians of the Galaxy movies and no mentions of her. So all of these continuity errors are not really keeping track of what everybody else is kind of doing or what everybody else is kind of capable of. What I do appreciate is that they are kind of trying to keep continuity with everything else. So one thing that I appreciated was the slight little details within the first episode that showed you, okay, this is how everybody knows what's going on what the battle what the final battle with thanos was really about and it's because they'll probably introduce this in the ant-man movie but um paul rudd's character in ant-man has a podcast where he just tells these stories and that to me is not only just you know relevant but it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and it also kind of plays to that one character in the ant-man movies who tells all the funny stories and they're always saying that like we need him to do a full 30-minute refresh of what the entire the entirety of the MCU is at this point in time. But it plays into that, and it also makes sense to me. Now, let's talk about a lot of the little Easter eggs they kind of left in there, or at least the ones that I noticed, and the ones that have kind of been brought to my attention. So, uh, throughout the whole thing, they're fighting against the, um, being the, the, the Combative d- Department of Damage Control. And the reason they're fighting over that is because apparently the Department of Damage Control is out to kind of manage humans with powers, and that's why they go after not just uh, Miss Marvel, but also the clandestines. And that leads into a whole thing where they destroy, like, a mosque because they're fighting- No, not a mosque. They destroy a high school. They're destroying a high school because they're all just fighting and dealing with all of that. So- What I've read is the Department of Damage Control. Now, I don't know 100% what this fully is, but this is apparently meant to lead into what could be the the entity that creates the giant robots that the X-Men fight, being the Sentinels. I've read a small article about that. That this might be what it's leading into because they're going to say, oh, humans don't, humans can't handle this. We've proven that they can't handle this. What's the answer? Let's make robots that can fight humans with powers. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. But another thing that was snuck in at the very end is that Kam- Kamala Khan apparently has some sort of mutation in her genes so like her dna is slightly mutated and they say that they specifically say the word mutant and you could even look it up on wikipedia when you look up um the 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 article for miss marvel it'll show who is kamala khan miss marvel she is a teenage mutant it doesn't say ninja turtle unfortunately but it she it says teenage mutant and it is revealed in the finals in the series finale she is a mutant. So they're incorporating the idea of mutants now into the MCU. This is the first time I think they've actually used the word mutant with that much emphasis. And of course you hear the little in the background. So they're they're teasing that it's coming. They're teasing that that's going to play a role somewhere along the lines. What role that's going to play Who fucking knows at this point? Because they're all over the place with this multiverse thing. They're incorporating the Illuminati. They're incorporating um, Kang. They're incorporating time travel, multi-universe dimensions. They're incorporating characters that they're introducing and killing off. Then they drop bombs like, oh, here's the mutants. Then you have things that are connecting... You know, these beings that are across universes, somehow, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel have this connection, so they switch spots. Who knows how much sense this makes? Who knows how much sense it's gonna make? All I know is Phase 4 is two, um, a film and a TV show away from being over. And I'm super excited about what Phase 5 has to offer, and whatever they still have planned for Phase 6. But, holy shit, is it all over the place. This is just one big filler phase to me like almost everything in phase three felt necessary there are so many things happening in phase four it's like almost everything is necessary but nothing really feels a hundred percent necessary and i get that i've said in previous things that i've spoken about when it comes to the mcu but it's it's just so all over the place to me that when everything is its own Storyline, and you're trying to start from scratch, it's really hard to do with an already established connection in the universe. It really is. I don't know what to expect from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it's going to be great. I don't know what to expect from She Hulk Attorney at Law. I think that's going to be great. I think the end of Phase 4 is going to give us some sort of clarity because it has to. And if it doesn't, then there's something else missing because all of this has to lead into something. Phase phase three ended the infinity saga on a note that we were satisfied with phase two ended with an avengers storyline that made sense to everything leading up to it we don't have an avengers film for this phase or the next one there is no giant collaboration to kind of bring the phase to a close there's just all of this underlining stuff that just seems to have no direction at face value And until it does have some sort of face value that shows what the hell is going on, Phase 4 is just going to be one big confusing mess. And that's not even to say that the films in and of themselves are bad. I would say the only real big disappointment of Phase 4 film-wise is Black Widow. The only big disappointment in the TV realm... I mean, really, none of them. Each one of the TV shows did a fantastic job. You know, what if doesn't necessarily have to be there, but I'm not even counting that. Falcon, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. All of them have been great. Miss Marvel is a real, a real example of how they've been doing these shows. Fantastic, even though every other one so far has sort of been not torch passing but char- more character development orientated and besides miss marvel and moon knight being that the introduction of these characters moon knight doesn't touch base on anything moon knight is its own thing introducing moon knight and all the characters in the moon knight world or in moon knight's part of the world miss marvel actually shows a connection to the more the, to the larger story so when is moon knight gonna get involved how important is Miss Marvel's role going to play? What is this connection? What is the underlining thing you are trying to express? Because you don't express it in Thor. You don't express it in Eternals. You hint at it with Shang-Chi. And the only thing Black Widow did was introduce us to the first kind of teaser of what was going to become the Thunderbolts, which we finally got that they are actually working on the Thunderbolts. You know... Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are the only ones that have any sort of overlapping storytelling arc to whatever the multiverse saga is meant to be and whatever this universe is meant to build into. So, I just want some answers. Miss Marvel did not give it to me, but Miss Marvel is a fantastic show. And I do appreciate everything they did with that show from start to finish. It is flawless, regardless if Phase 4 has its own flaws in it. But, you know, that's just how I look at it, and I'm just a guy who does nothing but talk about these things. Am I right?